You're listening to NGSC Sports Radio. Hear us live on NGSCSports.com where you can get awesome analysis for all things sport. Or check out our podcasts on iHeartRadio, Spreaker, iTunes, TuneIn, and much more. For our latest videos, head to NGSC Sports' YouTube channel. Follow us on Twitter at NGSC Sports and like us on Facebook. NGSC Sports. We never stop. I can rewatch it over the course of the next week so it can be Same fresh geez. in my mind. I haven't watched it so long I've forgotten most of it. I'm still <laughs> not a big care for it that much, but maybe I'll watch it a little better the next time. It was all a dream. We can also we can also uh, bring back up and shit on the um, the uh, the terrible Ringer article that came out ranking the characters of Letterkenny. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I, I, I really think that probably screwed me up like worse than anything <laughs> and just put me in like a bad mood. <laughs> it's one ranking was all it took. It literally took one fucking character ranking. And as I told you, as I was looking at it, I'm like, I'm done with this bullshit. <laughs> it's an ambush. That's a fucking ambush. Uh, yeah, that was... That's, that's a damn ringer in those... Asshole jag off media people. They think they're smarter than everybody else. Oh man, I. It always makes you me. You think funny. you're better? You think you're better than me? It makes me really like go back, and I was like, man, there was a time when I would have loved to have like been part of something associated with Bill Simmons, and now I'm like, mm, yeah. mm, there was a time, and I mean Simmons. I'll give it to Simmons. I think Simmons was. You know, Simmons was ahead of the curve on a lot of yeah. on a oh, lot of absolutely. things, and is an innovator and is fantastic. But as as he put it in many of his articles, has Bill Simmons jumped the shark? <laughs> uh, to me, I, the ringer may have been his jump the shark moment. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot of a lot of uh, Grant, Grantland. Grantland was amazing. Grantland was great. Grantland was the athletic before we had the athletic. Wow. Grantland was fantastic. I have never heard a more correct analogy than that. I don't mm-hmm. think. Wow. I think Grant, Grantland, Grantland was the first site where I think people were like, you know what? We can really do this. Yeah. You know, we can make this work. People do care enough about sports that we can make this work as an entire site. And we don't just have to write box scores and game reports. We can do more. Wow. And we don't just have to do like New York Times exposés. We can we can go deeper because people want to hear about more than just what is the topic du jour at the moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was really good. Grantland was, cool. Grantland was the genesis. That's a really good call. That's a really, really good call. Yeah, that's... Because that would that would definitely have been a site where, if it had survived, and they had all of a sudden been like, "Look, it's going to cost like five bucks a month for you to keep reading our articles," I would have been like, "Okay, here's my credit card number. Yep, that's fine. Take my money. Works for me. Take my yeah. money now. Yeah, that's really good. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> but, but of course, like most things, it got ESPNized. And- yeah. Yeah, yeah, they ruined it. Poor, poor souls. Uh, mm-hmm. Although God, God forbid, any of one of us get called by the athletic, it's like, hey, uh, we're from the Major League Baseball department, and we want to talk to you about a story. I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> nope. As somebody I, I saw was like, I think I, I don't know how to pronounce her last name, unfortunately, but somebody on Twitter was like, if Brittany Garoli from the athletic calls you. And it wants to do a story on you. You should just be like, "All right, whatever shit we're doing, let's just stop right now. Any of it, any of it, and all of it. Let's just stop it all." 
Right. Like, tell you what. Tell you what. What am I doing that has you calling me? Because I need yeah. to reassess my life right now. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. We will. We will pimp the athletic more um, as as it goes on, and uh, and because it's not all just expose journalism that destroys <laughs> destroys major league baseball teams. No, it's also really good stuff from Joe Posnanski as well. Uh, that's still great letters from spring. Uh, but we'll talk oh. much more about the uh, the athletic and what it can offer you which I really wish you would be a sponsor of the show, uh, later on in today's podcast. But for now, <laughs> welcome, everyone, to episode 355 of the Foreign Affair Pod. I am Edward Green, joined, as always, by McCollin Crime, Wes Bradshaw. Uh, another banger episode today coming at you. Um, I say banger because there's not a whole lot to talk about. Um, this this actually might be kind of a quick one, to be honest. No, you're this week. And that's the only thing that matters, to, to be fair. Um, Actually, I'm I'm back in because I think we're gonna be tough or now because we beat um Sheffield. Oh yeah, oh yeah, okay, 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 Wes. I'm okay. totally back in. I'm on I'm on this train. <laughs> Talk to me in 24 hours when Chelsea beats us two one. <laughs> now I'm like, all that matters is Europe. I've always said all that matters is Europe. <laughs> it's back and forth, back and forth. Uh, I'm not going to make that joke. But welcome. We'll talk a little bit about the Premier League. Um, we will do uh, a, a brief wrap-up of the Europa League. I didn't have it in the notes, but I'll also do... We'll do a quick preview of the next week in the Champions League um, because that is you know, a lot of interesting stuff there um, as the second legs of all the ties will be starting next week in the round mm-hmm. of 16 of the knockout phase, and there's some big stuff to happen there um we'll of course have the news and notes we'll pimp the athletic we'll do the watch for and we will wrap up the pod but as always this podcast is presented by ngsc sports and ngscsports.com we never stop um yeah so let's let's get right into it uh your scores from the week that was um it was a late john stones winner yeah, that, that yeah. propelled Manchester City to 2021. Here you go. Their 20th straight win on the trot. I don't even know if it's a trot anymore. It's more of a canter towards the Premier League title as uh, as they win two to one over West Ham and uh, kind of slowing them down a little bit. Uh, West Brom big one nil win over Brighton Hove, and now we've been seeing. A lot of fight out of those three relegation teams that we thought were dead in the water. Um, don't think West Brom's going to have enough, but that was still a big win for them. And it's an especially damaging loss potentially for Brighton as, uh, as they go on there. Uh, Antoine El Ghazi was the difference maker in Aston Villa versus Leeds as his fifth minute goal was the winner for the Villains uh, as Leeds drops another one. Uh, Newcastle and Wolves share the spoils 1-1. Jamal Asales was uh, the opener for Newcastle, but Ruben Nevis answered 20 minutes later to get the Wolves a point. Um, Crystal Palace and Fulham played to a 0-0 draw. Wouldn't be the worst match Crystal Palace played this week. That ended in a 0-0 draw. Um, Arsenal. Yeah, actually. Arsenal, big win for them. 3-1. They they seem to have sort of righted the ship a little bit uh, after falling early to a Yuri Tielemans goal against the Foxes. um, To David Luiz, because inevitably it's him, uh, got things back level in the 39th minute. And then Arsenal added a penalty before halftime to take the lead that they would not relinquish. So Arsenal are back, just like... Tottenham Hotspur back uh, with a 4-0 victory over Burnley. Uh, Gareth Bale. Gareth Bale's back. Um, He had a brace in this one and uh, also set up Harry Kane's 15th minute goal. Also of note in this match, Hugo Lloris picks up his 100th clean sheet at Spurs. I believe 80 of them have come against Burnley. So um, and, and real quick, Gareth Bale having one of my favorite quotes of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, when they asked him at the match, so Gareth, are you finally, you know, feeling like you're coming around ready to play? Oh, I felt this way for months. <laughs> <sighs> way to start a fire where there didn't need to be a fire, Gareth. Way to start a fire. Oh, man. It's fine. Everything smile. All smiles after a 4-0 victory. Um, Chelsea and United played to a 0-0 draw. Again, foreshadowing. Um, and hey, Liverpool, uh, two nil victories over the Blades of Sheffield United. Uh, important one for them. Curtis Jones 
with the winner in the 48th minute to get Liverpool on top and snap their streak. Uh, Everton, uh, they're back. Everyone's back. Even Everton, they're back. Uh, as Richarlison's ninth minute goal was the difference against the Saints of Southampton as they win 1-0 on Monday. Uh, on Tuesday, City looked like they might be in danger of actually, dare I say, dropping points, but three goals in the final 10 minutes of the match said no, 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 including a Gabriel Jesus brace that saw them win 4-1 over Wolves. And then today, finally on Wednesday, um, Burnley and Leicester City spare the spoils after Kilichi Iannaccio leveled things up in the 34th minute. Um, big stand from Sheffield United after uh, a Phil Jagielka picked up a red card in the 57th minute to send Sheffield down to 10 men, up 1-0 against Aston Villa. They held on, they stood firm, and they got all three points. Big three points for them. Uh, it's probably not going to matter in the long run, but it gives them the sliver of hope. Um, and that sliver of hope is more hope than uh, anybody watching Palace or Manchester United at the end of the day had for a good match. Um, I, my joke is, whenever it's nil-nil, I say you'll just have to trust us. It happened. S- seriously, just trust us. Don't, don't. This was an awful match. This was an awful, awful, awful match. Nobody should ever watch it, ever, for any reason. Um, so, hey. United gets two draws. And then, of course, we would be talking about Thursday's matches, but unfortunately these will not be available uh, since we're podcasting on Wednesday night. Those include Fulham Spurs, West Brom Everton, and the big one Wes talked about, mentioned earlier, Liverpool beat Chelsea. Um, so, Wes, obviously, high spirits now. You, 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 won in, uh, you, you won in Europe, the one that mattered against Leipzig a couple weeks ago. You win on the weekend in the Premier League against Sheffield United, and now and now we, they're back and they're ready to go against Chelsea. Obviously, big feelings for you going forward. Uh, talk us through that, and obviously anything else that stuck out to you uh, on the weekend. Um, first of all, just a Liverpool performance. A, I mean, God, how horrible would our lives be if we couldn't go and beat Sheffield at this point? <laughs> Ain't that right, Aston Villa fans? Shit. Um, <laughs> But Liverpool, they win 2-0, and really, it was one of those matches where they probably deserved more. First half, Aaron Ramsdale looking like Gigi Buffon in his pomp. (laughs) I had five saves, and four of them were fantastic saves in the first half, keeping the Reds uh, off the score sheet. It's lad, a young scouser, (laughs) opening the score in the second half. And then I think officially they called that second goal an own goal. Mm, I don't really understand why, but uh, it was it was Bobby Firmino mm-hmm. in that second goal. Um, and Liverpool looked good, got the job done against Sheffield, as they well should. And now a big one here in the midweek because now you know, this is a direct competitor for that top four, and those top four spots are turning a golden ticket spot <laughs> this season. You know, who's going to be standing on the last day in May? Um and Liverpool taking on Chelsea, and it is a, another showdown between uh, Jurgen Klopp and Thomas Tuchel. Mm. Um, Tuchel, of course, continuing his his uh, tour of clubs. Um, of course, was it Mainz and uh, Borussia Dortmund immediately followed Jurgen Klopp at those clubs. Um been a stint at PSG, now at Chelsea, off to a good start. You know, not maybe not the most exciting start ever, yes. but you know what? It's more exciting than losing matches, Frank. So, um, <laughs> and granted, they haven't exactly played a murderer's row since Tickle's sure. uh, but still, you know, getting results is getting results, and they are um, they are in striking distance of wrapping up a top four spot. So, this is an important match for. Uh, Chelsea um you know for Liverpool it's going to be interesting now it looks like Fabinho will be back available uh Diogo Jota should be back available for Liverpool um I believe I've been hearing Allison should be back for this match uh, of course Allison missed the match against uh Sheffield United tragically his father mm-hmm. uh later in the week last week was found dead in a lake in Brazil had gone swimming and 
I've never heard what actually happened, but mm-hmm. you know, in, in this year, in this past year, you know, we've been kind of conditioned to be like, well, somebody passed away, but you know, this apparently nothing COVID related, right? No underlying health issue, just to be found, you know, dead. Shockingly, that's that's it's all horrible, but that's a little extra horrible. You know, when someone's cut down when they're doing okay and something bad happens, that's just a little extra horrible. And uh, Allison, you know, as most expected, did not play on Sunday. Uh, Adrian came in, scared the ever-loving hell out of me a few times, but got a clean sheet. Um, But hopefully Allison back and in a good mental space where he can uh, come in and do the job against Chelsea this week. Uh, be interesting to see what Jurgen Klopp does at the back. Um, Ozan Kabak, you know, that's the guy who they've they've got on loan from Schalke with the option to buy at the end of the season. They're giving him every opportunity to come in and make that job his own right now. Mm-hmm. And also, you want to see is he worth the eighteen million pounds that we would have to spend at the end of the year? Um, if Fabinho's back, it, it kind of garners the question. Would Liverpool be better off dropping Fabinho back into midfield and having him sort of be in the marshal in front for Quebec and Nat Phillips? All I'll say for Nat Phillips, every match he plays, he seems to do pretty well. <laughs> you know, physically, yeah, he's not the fastest guy by any means, uh, but he's tough, proper, proper, proper English defender. Hard tackle, proper. put in header for ball. Oh, boy. You know, he just recently buzzed his hair, so he has good, strong English haircut. Uh, you know, Nat Phillips is that guy. Um, all he's done when called upon this year is it seems to deliver. Um, so, you know, with, with this potentially dynamic Chelsea attack, it'll be interesting to see how Klopp decides to set his squad up. So, um you know, as we're doing as we're doing this pod, we're about sixteen hours away from that match. Uh, a little more than sixteen hours away from that match, so uh, we'll see. We'll see. Things are going to be coming hard and heavy um, at the Reds. This is another big one. You know, Liverpool are suddenly in these um, oh god, you know, we got to win to stay in type of situations. Mm-hmm. So um, they do. They play Chelsea. On Thursday. So when you're hearing this, they've probably already played, unless you're getting the early edition. Our Patreon edition. We ain't got no Patreon. Um, if on, I believe it's on Sunday, Liverpool take on Fulham. And uh, next week, of course, RB Leipzig. So, folks, by the time you hear us again, Liverpool will play three matches. <laughs> uh, no, I'm not terrified in the least. Um, so let, let's see where Wes's mentality is in a week when we come back to this. I'll either be absolutely bouncing off the walls or I'm going to give up on it. I'm just going to talk college baseball for an hour. Big East Carolina Appalachian State Series this weekend. Here we go, baby. Woo! Um, so uh, we'll see. But for Liverpool, a very crucial time coming up right now. And as usual, more things swirling around that we're going to get to. Uh, there is a Champions League update for Liverpool. And um, talking about the international break coming up, there's been some talk from Liverpool and Jurgen Klopp. So I'm sure we'll be touching on those a little later in the show. Mm-hmm. And uh, so did anything else uh, stick out to you uh, from the week that was um, just from any of the other clubs uh, as you were as you were taking it all in? Manchester United. <laughs> ESPN FC has absolutely loved this stat this season. United has played all of the other big six teams now. Mm-hmm. I believe, off the top of my head, I believe they played seven games against the big six. Mm-hmm. They've scored one goal, and it was in the 6-1 loss to Tottenham. Yeah. I mean, just a shit ton of nil-nils, and that's, of course, got people pissed off with Ollie and – and of course, he goes and pulls the nil-nil today, which I'm sure is not going to leave very many people enthused. You know, it's one thing to do it against um, Chelsea or Liverpool or, you know, Tottenham, something like that, even though he didn't do it against Tottenham. Um, <laughs> you know, it's one thing to do it in those matches, but to do it 
when you're facing those teams that you feel you should go and beat. Mm-hmm. That's what's really going to just irk the fans. And it's another week on the roller coaster that is the only Gunnar Solskjaer reign at, uh, at Manchester United. Yes, it's it's a roller coaster, as, as is most things right now. It's a big old roller coaster of, well, now he's great. Oh, now he's shit. Now he's great. Now he's shit again. So, yeah. It's, That's uh, kind of the league this year, except for City, which is like, um, has just like turned into the monorail at Disney World. Yeah, not 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 the Simpsons monorail, the actual good monorail. Right, um, the actual monorail that's been around forever. And, yeah, <laughs> but uh, also, to be fair, uh, City did have their shit part at the beginning, the very beginning of the season. Exactly. They were like, oh, I don't know, and then they just can't lose anymore. So, yeah, it's it's great. It's just great. City, uh, City, and not not saying this is all the reason. But City have found consistency when everyone else is dying from week to week. <laughs> true. True, true, true. Um, so, yeah, that's that's the schedule uh, from the past. Looking ahead, I mentioned the matches that will be played on Thursday that we'll talk about next week. On Saturday for your weekend, uh, 7.30 a.m. starts with Burnley hosting Arsenal. 10 a.m. it's Sheffield versus Southampton. At 12.30, Villa versus Wolves. And at 3 p.m., Brighton looks to stay up against Leicester as Leicester looks to stay in the top four. Uh, on Sunday at 7 a.m., West Brom versus Newcastle. Oof, that's that's an early one, and that has dramatic bottom three uh, ramifications. Uh, 9 a.m. It is the only top four drama is going to be put in with those two. Absolutely. <laughs> Unless we're talking about Newcastle switching ownership. Uh, 9 a.m. It's Liverpool versus Fulham. Uh, at 11.30, we get a Manchester Derby, which will definitely be nil-nil uh, as City hosts United. And then Spurs and Palace play at 2.15 in a London Derby. Uh, on Monday Night Football on NBC Sports. Uh, 1 p.m. <laughs> Chelsea hosts Everton. as uh, That's a big fight for the top four there. And then 3 p.m. it's West Ham and Leeds. And then as I mentioned, I think I mentioned this last week, on Wednesday, Man City will be hosting Southampton because they're not playing a Champions League match in the midweek. They're the week after. So got to make that one up. And uh, so City's got a couple matches to play in the meantime here uh taking a quick peek at the table that city team has opened up a 14 point lead over second place united um yep yeah that's 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 it uh i i will say i was i was doing some quick math while we were while we were going on here um if city do manage to win every premier league match from here on out they will finish at 98 points i don't think they will do that but when we were talking a while ago about oh man is like 81 82 points gonna be enough to win the premier league apparently not anymore apparently not anymore as uh as city is just gonna run away with it uh again united are in second at 51 Leicester are in third at 50 west ham are in fourth with 45 and then it's chelsea liverpool and everton right behind them at 44 43 43 um, that group of four that's chasing the top four are all on 26 matches, except for Everton, which are on 25. Um, so they do have a chance to jump up with some big wins. At the bottom of your heart, the relegation zone, it's Newcastle still sitting right outside along with Brighton at 26 points. However, Fulham are now at 23 points. Three-point gap with 12 matches to play. It's going to get nuts. Uh, West Brom are at 17 points, and Sheffield United, even with their newest win, they are only at 14 points. Um, so quick update on the Champions League. Uh, again, that will start back up next week. On uh, Tuesday, you'll have Juventus versus Porto, uh, with Porto owning a 2-1 lead, and Dortmund versus Sevilla, with Dortmund taking a 3-2 lead back home. Uh, on the 10th, Liverpool... Um, so that match, I believe... That they did finally find a place for that match, correct? Um, uh, Liverpool, RB Leipzig, yes, back to Budapest, baby. Oh, we're going to Budapest, Budapest. Oh You're my gosh, excited. it's gonna keep happening as uh, as Liverpool do have that 2 0 
in massive away quotes or sorry massive air quotes away the lead uh, that they will be taking um but that's still kind of now, now, now we go back to our continental home there you go. Oh, good old Budapest. Um, and then also on the 10th uh, will be PSG versus Barcelona. Again, PSG already up 4-1 with those four away goals. Um, that's that's probably over, but we'll see. Hey, Barcelona has turned this kind of thing around against PSG before. Don't think it'll happen again, but just, just saying. We got some. We got a little bit of Barcelona news later on in the pod. Don't, don't you worry, friends. Um, uh, Europa League, uh, real quick update on that. Uh, we already mentioned Tottenham because they played last Wednesday. They got past Wolfsburger. Uh, United, in a running theme, played a nil-nil draw against Real Sociedad. Fortunately for them, they had already won the first leg four nils. So that was, that was good to go. Um, Arsenal needed two late goals. One from Kieran Tierney to tie it up and one from Aubameyang to take the win. To beat Benfica 4-3 on aggregate, uh, Benfica did have the two away goals, which would have given them the away goal victory. But uh, but Arsenal do squeak through there at the very end into the next round. Um, and then Leicester uh, fall 2-0 to Slavia Prague, and Leicester are out of the competition. Um, so on your next uh, round of matches here, Arsenal will be taking on Olympiacos. Tottenham Hotspur gets Dynamo Zagreb. And United get Milan in a battle of top two teams in their respective leagues. I'm not. No, I'm sorry. Wrong Milan. Wrong Milan. Although, actually, I don't know. Where is AC Milan in the, in the uh, table? Last, I thought they were the top of Serie A. Oh, I thought they were second still to enter. Excuse me. Uh, well,. Inter had been second to them. Let's take a quick look at the table. Okay, so AC AC Milan is in second. So right, okay. so, yeah. so two uh, second place teams matching off there. Um, and neither point. <laughs> exactly, and I will say last at least at least for name value, um, for the Europa League in the round of sixteen, that's that's about as good as it gets. Yeah, unfortunately, uh, Zlatan has picked up injury, or else it would have been Zlatan Derby. Oh, oh, Zlatan! Oh, oh, my poor little Zlatan! Uh, stay safe, my friend. Stay uh, safe, Lord. <laughs> um, so we do have a new, a little bit of news and notes, and I think I actually don't have. I think some of the stories uh, you were mentioning earlier, so we'll go through some of these. But I'll also have you jump in, Wes. Um, with with some of your stuff as well. Um, this was actually a story, I believe, from a couple weeks ago that I don't think we ended up covering. This was interesting. Um, when Lester played Aston Villa, uh, Brendan Rodgers apparently knew that Jack Grealish had gotten injured because mm-hmm. a couple Aston Villa players before the match dropped Grealish from their fantasy team. <sighs> So this was an article coming from the Lester Mercury, uh, .co.uk. Um, apparently that that's how he found out. Um, and then uh, obviously Dean Smith, not that Dean Smith, was very annoyed with that after the match and said that disciplinary action would take uh, would be taken. Um, and he, you know, Brendan, uh, Brendan said at Hood maybe 24 hours before that there was a doubt, but you can never always believe things, the rumors that go around, so you have to be aware and think that he is going to play. Great character. Um, yeah, that's... Die for this! I... It's funny, because I know back, uh, you know, we, we like to mock uh, lovingly Bill Belichick for how he would, um, how he would so closely guard the uh, his injury lists as as though most teams in the NFL, but I just find it hilarious, Wes, that that they basically found out through fantasy soccer. I and it's and not just fantasy soccer, but it's Aston Villa players doing mm. doing the unintentional leaking. I I think that's hilarious. Oh man, um, you know. I- I know Dean Smith said they would take action and discipline. I, I don't know how you discipline guys for this. <laughs> how you discipline guys for being like, Shh, I ain't trying to lose a fantasy this week. <laughs> um, 
you know, honestly, honestly, the best thing to do if you're going to do fantasy is not to have anyone on your own team. There you go. There. That's probably the way to do that. But what are you going to do? It, it is. It was a very interesting story. It's just like, oh shit, they're dropping news and not meaning to. <laughs> I mean, it's it's what it is, man. It's the day in the world we live in. Yeah. It is. Fantasy's big business. Just not to have you know, just not to have those players. So. Just like just like Pete Rose. Don't don't bet on your team. Whether it's for it or against it, just don't, don't do it. Always bet for us to win. Pete, <laughs> you still bet on your team, you dip. <laughs> um good news for another Italian team as well as an American player on it. Uh Weston McKinney. Uh, he was loaned uh, to Juventus, but that that move is now permanent. Uh, mm-hmm. Juventus triggered Weston McKinney's 18.5 million euro clause uh, to make his move from Schalke 04 permanent, according to Bleach Report. Um, it was initially a 4.5 million euro deal um, for the year, but Juventus had been impressed enough with what he's shown so far to uh, to keep him over there. Um, and Wes, I know we, we don't talk too much about U.S. soccer after after the debacle that was the last World Cup. Um, mm-hmm. But we have been keeping some tabs on some of the young kids who have who have headed over to Europe and really tried to make a name for themselves. And you really do have to love a, a, a player like McKinney, who, who is not just, you know, just, you know, kind of joining Juventus and, you know, being a bench player and then, you know, maybe coming out for the Cups. But being a real legitimate starting eleven kind of guy, and and Juventus now making a big investment in him by making his loan permanent, that is a that is a great sign for uh, you know other young American talent to say, hey, if you're good enough, top European teams will absolutely pay for you. Well, I think a lot of European clubs around the world in Europe, obviously. Um, are now realizing that, you know, just because in the country list it says USA doesn't mean this kid can't play. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, we had a, I, I think there was a a generation excuse me, of um, American players in the Premier League and in Germany that have changed that perception. The Landon Donovans, the Clint Dempseys, the Tim Howards, um, the I believe Jeff Camerons, those guys, mm-hmm. they changed that thought. I think a lot of what they did has helped change that thought. And now the McKinneys, the Pulisic's, the Reynas, those guys, and I mean, there, there are a lot more of them. That's the thing. There's a lot more of them than just those three now. Those guys are going to be the great beneficiaries of it. Um, and it's awesome. I mean, I'm, I'm not a big USA soccer fan. <laughs> shoot me or whatever. Um, but I mean, that is, that's excellent for that to be happening because I mean, who wouldn't want United States players to suddenly have that opportunity to, you know, be great and hopefully grow the sport in this country. Mm-hmm. So, um, I think it's, it's an excellent, uh, uh, McKinney has taken, taking that opportunity with two hands and absolutely run with it. Um, and from, from the way he's played this year, he fully deserves that move. So that's awesome. Absolutely. Um, he has the fourth most uh, Syria goals on the team going forward um, and has been rated as potentially UVA's seventh best player, which, hey, it's a pretty good team. Even, even if they're not, uh, they don't look like they're going to win uh, Syria for the first time in about 30 years. Um, still a good team. Um, so, yeah, great to see McKinney doing that. Also, I believe Cameron Carter-Vickers scored today for Bournemouth as they're trying to get into the championship, so good for him. Um, so my final story that I was going to bring to the table, um, this is this is a great story. Uh, former Barcelona president arrested stadium raided over scam involving social media steering, uh, smearing. Excuse me. Uh, this is coming from Awful Announcing. Uh, everybody remembers the good president, uh, Jose Bartomeu, uh, who used to be the president over at the Camp Nou. Um, apparently, 
at one point in the last couple years, uh, he and a couple other people decided to pay this group called I3 Ventures, um, who have accounts on social media networks uh, that were just uh, basically sending out smear campaigns for different people associated with the club, including I want to I want to make sure I get this right. Um, where where was the list of people? Um, oh, do, 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 do. No, um, damn it! I have lost. Ah, that was a different article. Um, so basically, it was like Messi and a couple of the other board members, and I think uh, Javi. And and a couple other people associated with the club, and basically trying to kind of destroy them uh, before they 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 left the club, and you know there was a trying to be like a cover up, and and everything, and you know so just when you thought things couldn't get better at a at a good old Barcelona, things are things are definitely getting a lot worse there you know hey maybe they'll even go bankrupt who who knows uh, but yeah uh so i'm trying to pull up uh so yeah i'm sorry it was uh messi and pk uh as well as xavi and then uh upcoming presidential rivals including victor font and auguste benedito um so yeah this is good police are rating it and trying to figure out uh how much all these people knew so yay great just wonderful well, good job barcelona good job barca Whew. man i'll tell you those guys look better and better by the day don't they Oof. yeah and they, and they and they uh they got rid of that over the hill Luis suarez he hadn't done shit nope Def- definitely not helping let it go potentially win la liga nope, nope. basically they basically said oh fuck this we don't need him yeah, how, how would they look this year without both Messi and uh, and Suarez? God, they would be they would be Ooh. terrible. Um, um, so I know Wes, you had a couple other uh, news art news stories you wanted to bring up. So I will I will cede the news and notes floor to you. Uh, well, of course we mentioned uh, Liverpool going to be playing their home Champions League match in Budapest. So I'm super excited about that because uh, we own. The Hungarian landscape, baby. <laughs> um, but on a more serious note, uh, so on March the 15th, Liverpool play Wolverhampton Wolves. That is a Monday evening. That's going to be some Monday night football. Um, after that, we go on everyone's favorite thing, the international break. Ah, uh, yes. And... Uh, of course, recently the uh, UK has stated that any anyone mm-hmm. traveling uh, to red list to and from red list countries, um, which is banned in the UK, basically the whole of South America and Portugal both fall under those measures. Mm-hmm. Um, that once you return to the country, you have to have ten days isolation mm-hmm. in a hotel. So, um, yeah. Now, I thought, I thought they, that you could still train, though. You, you can. Okay, so apparently it's you can train, but you can train outside by yourself. Oh, I thought you can. So you, you, you have to train. Um, you have to train separately, apparently. Oh, God. I thought it was just if you left the country and then came back like they're doing for, like, the Champions League. It's just anyone that returns from countries on the red list must quarantine in an airport hotel for 10 days with no exemptions for elite athletes. Okay. So that's changed a little bit since last week. Well then. Uh, So now Jurgen, both Jurgen Klopp and Ole Gunnar Solskjaer um, have come out and said that uh, their clubs are really looking hard at not releasing players for the next round of, um, of interna- the next international round, which are World Cup qualifiers. Mm-hmm. Um, you take a quick look just at Liverpool's team. Uh, three Brazil Air Nationals, Alisson Fabinho Firmino, and also Diego Jota is probably going to get called up for Portugal. 
So there's four guys, bam, right off the bat. Oh, you're back in the country. Well, you're you're quarantined for ten days. And of course, when they come back from it, uh, Liverpool hit the ground. They are at Arsenal. Uh, that's their first Premier League match back. And I believe I haven't seen the schedule, but I believe it would also encompass um, the next round of the Champions League. Mm-hmm. So, um, and just to read uh, directly from what they said, uh, Klopp said in a news conference on Wednesday, having more information would be great, but we don't get the information. <laughs> I think FIFA was kind of clear saying we don't have to let the players go this time. And I think all clubs agree that we cannot just let the boys go and solve the situation when they come back with our players having a 10-day quarantine in a hotel or whatever. That is just not possible. I understand the need of the different FAs. But this is a time when we cannot make everybody happy. So we have to admit that the players are paid by the clubs, which means we have to be first priority. That's how it is. It means we all have understanding for different needs with competitions coming up in the summer. I get it. But you cannot make everybody happy at the same time in this period of our life. Uh, Solskjaer basically said the same thing. It alluded to the same thing. We've not sat down, made a proper call on that one. But it doesn't make sense if you lose your player for 10 days of isolation. Of course it doesn't. Um, so, and, and of course for United, it would be huge because, uh, you know, they've got a Portuguese guy named Bruno Fernandes. <laughs> yeah. uh, God almighty. They certainly don't want to lose, um, Bruno Fernandes. Um, uh, South American qualifiers, Conmebol region are most at risk for disruption with Brazil's games against Colombia and Argentina likely to involve several Premier League players. Uh, FIFA has given clubs permission to withhold players for this round of qualifiers in the event of COVID-19 issues. Um, and, of course, Klopp has said the interests of clubs must come first. Um, so uh, it says, despite the progress in the U.K., Klopp has said clubs are concerned about the prospect of players leaving their, not, their COVID-19 secure bubbles to join up with their international squads. Mm. I mean... To me, it's an absolute no-brainer. I think, oh, yeah. obviously, that's what Klopp is saying. That's what Ollie's saying, not to the extent of Klopp, but Ollie's basically alluding to it. Hell no, we're not letting these guys go. Do you think we're fucking retarded? Oh, yeah. Um, and that, that's, that's going to be that's gonna be something to keep an eye on coming up because, I mean, it's not like these are friendlies. I mean, these are World Cup qualifiers. To me, this is up to FIFA to be like, this is just stupid. We're not going to do World Cup qualifiers right now. Yeah. The fact that you tried to keep up this entire schedule with this pandemic is borderline retarded in its own right. Um, but now, especially at this juncture of the season, when you're getting deep into European competition, you're getting into the home stretch of your um, – your, uh, your domestic competitions. Mm-hmm. Why am I going to let, and of course these are going to be my best players. It's not going to be like yeah. my big players. These are my best players. Why the hell am I going to let them leave? So they could possibly a get COVID mm-hmm. and B I'm losing them for 10 days, no matter what. I, I, I don't see how any clubs are going to any club, especially in England. I don't see how any clubs are going to do this. Oh, absolutely. No, none of them should release any of their players that they have to. Absolutely not. So, um, I guess we'll we'll know in a couple of weeks how all this plays out. But I just I can't for the life of me see these clubs, especially the top clubs, releasing guys at this point. Especially if people's got giving them a pass to not do it. Yeah. Yeah. Just it doesn't make any sense unfortunately so then again not, not a lot of things make sense right now so here, here that's that's where we are um so that will do it then for our news and notes section uh let's let's head to uh pimp in the athletic uh wes what you got to pimp from the athletic this week crap let me look them up real quick i haven't been at work so i haven't read a ton of athletic uh of course the um oh you mentioned it earlier the spring training mm. diaries whatever he's calling them Mm-hmm. Those are absolutely yeah. yeah. Letters from Springfield. God, they're so good. Mm-hmm. Um, college football recruiting is just going absolutely crazy right now. Um, it, it's this time of the year, springtime. Usually, you will get a rash of uh, or a run of uh, decisions being made. 
It is super interesting this year, though, because you're taking commitments, especially from rising seniors who didn't play as juniors. You're taking commitments from rising juniors who didn't play as sophomores in a lot of cases due to COVID. Um, oh, man, they, they've been talking about it for months now. The rankings for the next few classes are going to be just all over the place. Oh, yeah. Uh, the, the spring especially is like a mad scramble for quarterbacks. Um, they're hitting a lot of that here on the on the athletic, um, and that's that's just that that stuff absolutely fascinates me. I, I love it. I absolutely love it. Um, baseball. Uh, Keith Law has his uh, twenty twenty one MLB draft prospect rankings. College baseball. Oh, God, it's so beautiful. Getting on my ESPN Plus and um and and looking at my college baseball. <laughs> it makes me so happy, Ed. It's great. Uh, and then to see stuff getting ready for the draft. I guess we're kind of waiting to see what kind of major league draft we're going to have this year. Um, I, I doubt we're going to go back to that five round one, which was that was like brutal a year yeah. ago. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I'm sorry, I don't have a ton of athletic pimp this week. I have not been on the athletic much since the last time we talked. But um, definitely just keep watching the Poznanski. That's that is like the series on there right mm-hmm. now, if you ask me. Um, and like I said, if, and like Ed said earlier, um, if that chick calls you, don't answer the phone. Yeah. Brittany, Brittany Gorilla gets on the phone. Nope. Brittany Gorilla on line one. I'm, I'm out to lunch. And by lunch, I mean reevaluating our entire organization. It's like, what's your name again? Brittany? You're like, I'm in the Hobla. Oh, no. oh no, we're we're the we're the Cleveland Jim Bree. Yeah. Just, <laughs> nope. Not not the Cleveland Indians. Nope. Not us. Sorry. Sorry, you're looking for Charlie Shane. Yeah. <laughs> you're looking for Jake Taylor and Clue <laughs> Tom Berenger's <laughs> I have his number right here if you want to get in touch with him. Give me Vaughn. Vaughn? Oh. I think he's due. <laughs> Where's Lou Brown? <laughs> oh, man. Oh, I love this shit, and I may move to England. Um, so I will say, um, I will I will pimp this as a rare misstep, I think, for the athletic. Um, like a very rare misstep. And don't worry, I'm going to come back with a great article after that. Um, this was a couple days ago. Um, and this was actually their lead story, which makes it even more weird. Um, the article was Jamie Redknapp versus Roy Keane attempting to settle their heated Tottenham row um, when uh, Redknapp and Keane got on it uh, on a Sky Sports broadcast talking about Spurs the other day. Um, and, and there's just not a lot here. Like it's it's the lead, one of their lead stories, quote unquote. And it basically just like posts what each person said back and forth and then just adds like a little bit of detail to each one and then right when it seems like it's getting good when they start talking about um they get to uh sergio reculon's uh impact on the team um they just kind of stopped the article so i was i was actually really disappointed in that article it didn't attempt to really answer anything so not not great there um but i will say uh, on the same day, there was another lead story on The Athletic, and it was NCAA Tournament 2021. How will the NCAA Indianapolis pull this off? Here's how. Uh, and Dana O'Neill writes this. She's a great writer over at The Athletic, was a great at ESPN, doing college basketball before this, and uh, has been doing bang-up job uh, over at The Athletic as well. Um, so go check this out. It is, and I mean this in the nicest and best way possible, it is an exhaustive breakdown of how this is gonna go um so big big stuff there and this this was truly deserving of a lead quote-unquote article in the athletic um you know really literally great just, just the weirdness of this ncaa tournament like going into it I, I am i am less excited for this ncaa tournament than potentially any in my lifetime same absolutely of course, I kind of felt like that last year as well. I'm just, I, I'm, God, it's weird living in this area of the country and having absolutely no interest in college basketball. Yeah, um, I genuinely do not care about this tournament. And I hate that because and, and I, 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 I love the tournament. 
and I mean, on top of it, you are a you're a graduate of one of the most mm-hmm. successful teams in the history of this tournament. Absolutely. I mean, you're, you are a graduate of what is can only be described as a basketball mad school, and you're like, don't care. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it, but you know, with with the way this tournament's going to play out, you know what? I'm a little intrigued. Yes. A little, a little bit of We played like within about a, an hour to two hours from each other. So. Mm-hmm. It's like, my yeah. God, if you love Indiana. <laughs> and oh, what would Ron Swanson be saying right now? <sighs> Government should not be paying for any of this. I'm That's going back the, to my uh, cabin. Swanson. Let me know when it's over. Swanson in the COVID crisis. Wow. Where was this man when we needed <laughs> I think I was like I think someone asked uh, on a podcast. They asked Mike Sure what would Ron Swanson have been doing during the the pandemic, and it pretty much would have been. Um, he was like he would have worn a mask to actually go places when he absolutely had to because he has like his wife and his his two young girls and the his young boy. Uh, but other than that, they pretty much would have just rode it out in his cabin and just. Stay there for the entire time. Can you imagine all pre-wife and children uh, going through this pandemic? Oh, it, every single thing would have been just Ron fighting, having to wear a mask everywhere. <laughs> uh, would have liked to see Ron pull out his um, his permit for not wearing a mask. <laughs> this just because I said so. Exactly. <laughs> I was uh, watching. I, I literally thought about doing that at the Wild one day, but. There was a there's a 27 minute video and I forget where who put it out because it's just some random YouTuber, uh, but they put a compilation album or not an album but a compilation video of like great Ron Swanson moments and it's oh it's so good it's like 27 minutes I, it's one of those things where you're like you're watching something and then I I think I watched like uh, 10 best minutes of uh, like parks and rec outtakes or something i was like okay and then so it finishes and youtube just automatically goes on the next video and like it's just ron swanson clips and it keeps going and going i'm like how long is this video it's like 27 minutes i'm like oh god okay i'm i'm in on this uh and that just made me think of when he uh had to do the um he had to be in charge of the like employee appreciation day and yes. so he he was going to have it, <laughs> and he's cooking the pig in the park, <laughs> and the person goes, comes up and he's like, "Sir, do you do you have a permit?" He's like, "Yes, of course, right here." You just sure. this just says I can do what I want. He's like, "I am the parks director. This is a park. I can do it." Well, of course, uh, it wasn't just that he was cooking a pig. He had brought a live pig to slaughter. Yes. Tom. The pig was the pig was Tom. So it wasn't just that. Hey, Ron brought yeah. a pig. No, it was we're going to slaughter the pig for all these children to see how things are really done. Oh man, it's great. Uh, Go watch Parks and Rec. Parks and Rec is amazing. Um, never overpent Parks and Rec. Yeah, and uh, hey, that that glides us in nicely into the watch four. Um, I will say I will do a quick start and just say, uh, yeah. That's great. Um, and speaking of Parks and Rec, hey, you know who's great on Parks and Rec? Catherine Hahn. Catherine oh. Hahn is amazing on Parks and Rec. You know what else Catherine Hahn is amazing in? WandaVision. Oh, God. I cannot wait to watch WandaVision. Hey, and you don't have to wait much longer because the final episode comes out this week. So you will be able to fully get caught up on the things that have happened in this season of Marvel television. Oh yeah. That's, oh that's, yeah. I've, I've heard nothing but fantastic things about it. It's, it's, it's going places. It is going places. Um, uh, what else? What else was going to say something else? Um, and so then of course we'll have that this, at the end of this week, we then have next week. It comes out. I think it's like a behind the scenes documentary style episode of the making of WandaVision. And then the week after that, we start right into Captain uh, or Falcon and Will Winter Soldier. We just keep on going forward through through the Marvel verse here. Um, this is this is just I think going to become like an all year thing now for Marvel. It's like, hey, is a movie out? Nope. All right, then we have a TV show out. So uh, 
But, but in the next months, both are, both are happening. That's true. That's true. Hopefully Black Widow still happens in Budapest. Oh. Um, I will also say, and I, I then I will see the floor to you, Wes. Um, I did see a quick clip um, of a couple of the stars. And I, I, I'm so sorry. I forgot his name again. Ned from Spider-Man. Uh, but him and Tom Holland and Zendaya uh, were doing a little bit together. And they f- finally announced officially that the next Spider-Man movie is called Far From Home. So... There you that, was go. An yeah, that was an interesting uh, little video, too, that they announced. Mm-hmm. They, they, will... they give Tom Holland the chance to screw it up. Because <laughs> I will say, YouTube. there are some great YouTube compilations of Anthony Mackie and Sebastian Stan absolutely shitting on Tom Holland. In a joking and loving way, of course. But, I mean, especially Mackie. He will just shit all over Tom Holland. It is hilarious. It is a hundred thousand percent hilarious. Just just Google search it. Anthony Mackie uh, trashing Tom Holland. It's it's hilarious and funny and wonderful. So there you go. That's that's my stuff. What you got, Wes? Uh, so I have um, <clears throat> I've had two new ones come across my radar this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first one, a TV show that I'm gonna completely blame my girlfriend that i'm watching it this time i feel a little dirty watching it i feel even dirtier laughing at it uh that is the trailer park boys oh it makes sense after letter kenny to be honest well considering the fact that one of the ancillary characters is um named j-rock and he is actually noah dick <laughs> oh it, he is the complete antithesis of noah dick but it is the same guy who plays no, I didn't. Uh, and apparently there are some uh, Letter Kenny alum in the show that pop up from time to time. We'll see. It is beyond retarded, but it's actually it's it's kind of fun in a really really trashy Rocky Mount sort of way. You gotta look so, Oh, Canada! Oh, Canada! Um, on a good side, uh, the the girlfriend and I we rented. That's right, there we rented a movie. <gasps> Um, because we didn't want to pay, like, we couldn't actually rent it for some reason on, uh, online. So we didn't feel like buying it. Uh, we watched Jojo Rabbit. What is that uh, again? That sounds, oh, that's the T- Taika Waititi hit Nazi movie. Right. He actually, yeah. he won, won an Academy Award for it. It was nominated for Best Picture in 2019. Mm-hmm. Um, that was the year Parasite won loaded class, man. 1917, Joker, Jojo Rabbit. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Taiki Watita is the director. Mm-hmm. Um, and also he plays Hitler. Yes. yes. And he plays kind of a, a funny Hitler. I've seen some <laughs> gifts. It's pretty good. I, I'm going to tell you, man, I, I am recommending it for you <laughs> and the producer, uh, Jackie Jacquet. Skojo's in it. Oh, I actually didn't know that for some reason. Skojo, Skojo plays our main character, uh, Jojo. She plays his mother, Rosie. Hmm. Uh, it is a movie that uh, there are some really funny scenes in it, <laughs> uh, especially early on. So basically the gist of it is our young uh, protagonist, Jojo, well, he's a Hitler youth. <laughs> but that's what all the kids were in Germany back in 1945, right? Um, and basically with the star of the movie, he goes off to a three-day weekend in camp. Um, some hilarity ensues there. A little tragic moment at the end of it that shapes the rest of the movie going forward. Um, but but it, it's funny at times, and then it gets like really dark at times, too. <laughs> so it's like you're laughing, and then you're like, oh. Wait a minute, was I not supposed to laugh at that? <laughs> Shit, I'm a terrible person. Um, but it, it does, it shows his journey of what's going on like inside his head and inside his heart. I don't want to spoil much of any of this movie for you because I really, I want you and Jackie to watch it. Y'all really, really enjoy it, I think. Um, Sam Rockwell's in it. Oh, okay. Uh, mm-hmm. It says uh, Rebel Wilson <laughs> has her little Jesus. Um, they are they are fantastic Nazis. Um, oh, there's there's um, 
one of the Gestapo guys who you would know when you see him. He's like this really tall, skinny English guy mm-hmm. who's been in who's been in other things, and he he does. I mean, they do a good job. It's like it's it's somewhat lighthearted. Uh, it's presented very lightheartedly, but like I said, it does get deep in some spots and it gets dark as shit in some spots. Oh, Stephen but, Merchant. Uh, Stephen Merchant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Um, and yeah, he plays the Gestapo. I, I thought it was very, very funny that you know, all these Nazis are played by Americans and British people. <laughs> um, as it should be. As it should be. Um, there, there are some really great moments in it. Um, just so you know, Jojo has a little friend named Yorkie. Who, uh, he's he's a little fat. He's a little fat Hitler youth kid. Um, and to me, he steals every scene he's in because he's hilarious. He's just oh. Let me have, let's have a hug and they have a hug <laughs> and actually at one part of that he goes I just need a cuddle and I almost died I was like where's Roger Bennett when I need him he needs a cuddle needs a cuddle he said I just need a cuddle <laughs> um, but yeah I, I want you guys to go out and get that we found it in the red box um, and uh, it is a very good movie very I think very well worth its um, nomination for uh Best picture in 2019, mm. uh, but yeah, Judge, I, I thoroughly, uh, thoroughly recommend it. Um, don't don't let the kids watch it. It's not, no, not for the children, not for the children. But um, it's it's a very very good movie. Very good movie. All right, I am um, going to add one last thing real quick here on the watch for uh, a, a, a rarely done retraction. Of a watch for retract uh, thing from episodes ago. Uh, I talked about an anime called Recreators a few weeks ago. Uh, that anime is trash. Don't fucking watch it. It's garbage. We'll do it. Promise I won't I, watch it. I know. I know. I know. The thing is, I actually think there's a few anime that you would actually like. This is most certainly not one of them. It is, it is actually awful. Terrible. Doesn't stick the landing at all. Go fuck yourself. All right. Um, so with that note, um, I thought for some reason I had there was like wrestling news this week, and I'm thinking maybe maybe there's not. Maybe there's probably not actual wrestling news. So which is probably for the best. Um, so with that, uh, we will we will close today's episode. 355. Uh, thanks again to NJC Sports for presenting the podcast. Um, you can find them on the social media as well as us uh, as a collective on Twitter. We are at AFA Pod. Wes, you are. I'm at Wes Bradshaw21. I am at Edward Green. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube via our parent show, The All New Sports Show, and email us at allnewsportshow at gmail.com. Thanks to our podcast providers, including Podbean.com, Stitcher, Spreaker, iHeartRadio, the TuneIn Radio app, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. I, I always forget that we're on Spotify, too. That's that's really awesome. Gotta love, love the Spotify. Love it. Um, so, yeah, um, I believe, Wes, we will be back next week. Should be yes. good to go. Yes. Good, good, good. good. Uh, and as, as Wes mentioned earlier in the podcast, uh, there will be three Liverpool matches between between the two episodes. So, yeah. <laughs> this this next week could be very interesting. We'll we'll see. It could either be really happy or really depressing. Um so yeah, it's it's gonna be a fun one either way. Um that'll about do it for this episode again hey more premier league coming this weekend uh and champions league starts back up next week as well um but Wes, before we get out of here is there anything else you'd like to add uh just have to end on a sort of a sort of a down note uh for us liverpool fans uh this week mm-hmm. um uh we did experience the passing of legendary liverpool frontman uh, ian st john uh, passed away, I believe, 81 years old. Um, a former uh, Scottish international. Um, Ian St. John was the... Uh, uh, he was he was kind of the bedrock of the first great uh, Bill Shankly sides at Liverpool. Um, <clears throat> absolutely fantastic. He and um, uh, Roger Hunt... Uh, leading leading the way for the Reds, 
What one of my favorite uh, Liverpool pub songs, "The Liver Bird Upon My Chest," uh, when they they talk about uh, playing Leeds, the FA Cup final, nineteen sixty five. They're playing Leeds. The score is one one till it fell to the head of Ian St. John. Uh, he scored the winner. Liverpool won their first ever FA Cup in that nineteen sixty five. Um, which at that time, guess what? The FA Cup meant everything in England. It was. Uh, pretty damn cool, apparently, from uh, from what we hear. So, um, yeah, you know, Ian St. John passing away. I apparently had had kind of a second career. Uh, you know, the 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 English people growing up, they talk about the Saint and Greavesy show, uh, which was a a sports highlight show with commentary from Ian St. John and uh, Sir Je- Sir Jeff Greaves, of course, mm. uh, of Spurs fame, uh, Spurs in the nineteen sixty six World Cup fame. Um, that that was a pretty beloved show around um, around England back in the day. So uh, yeah, so Ian St. John, you know, definitely gone, never be forgotten on the cop. So um, yep, just just one of those things that happened. Just amazing, amazingly sad stories coming out, but also good stories that come out from something like this. Right. right. Um, Right. You know, it's a, if nothing else, it's a chance to celebrate those guys. So, yeah. Absolutely. Um, so that will now do it for us here on the AFA pod from McCollum Prime, Wes Bradshaw. I am Edward Green. Thanks again for listening. Excuse me, I'm gonna. What you go do there? I had to sneeze, so I muted my microphone real quick. But thank you for joining us here on the podcast, and we'll catch you next week. Until then, everyone, stay safe and enjoy the football. And good night, Liverpool fans. Don't worry, we'll be back in Budapest. (laughs) Our home away from home. The Budapestians. Budapest. (laughs) Hey, the athletic is hiring. I did see that. I saw, unfortunately, not a a whole lot of things I think I would be qualified for. No no open positions for shit parts. You're listening to NGSE Sports Radio. Hear us live on NGSEsports.com where you can get awesome analysis for all things sport. Or check out our podcasts on iHeartRadio, Spreaker, iTunes, TuneIn, and much more. For our latest videos, head to NGSE Sports YouTube channel. Follow us on Twitter at NGSE Sports and like us on Facebook. NGSE Sports. We never stop.